Welcome back to another episode of Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Nicola Grace on the show, and she is talking to us about finding your life's purpose. Now, this is your deep soul purpose, but also it evolves into the purpose of your coaching business. So check us out on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office. Life Coach Office is a fabulous tool for one-on-one coaches. Now, you may be meeting one-on-one with your clients over Skype, or Zoom, or you may be even meeting them face-to-face. Now, what Life Coach Office can do for you is it can give you a place to store all of these extra resources that your clients can tap into when they're not in a one-on-one session with you. So what this does is it saves you heaps of time having to reteach the same stuff over and over again. What that does for you and your clients is while you're meeting one-on-one, you can take your sessions even deeper and they become even more personalized. I've been using Life Coach Office like that um, in my coaching business for the last three, well, ever since Life Coach Office went live in 2013. And it's a fabulous tool for that. And it saved me time um, from having to reteach the same things over and over because now I can just refer them to Life Coach Office, check that out, and then in sessions are like totally full-on action-packed and we get straight to the juicy stuff. But don't just take my word for it. Give Life Coach Office a try. You can try it for seven days for free, no credit card required. All you need is an email address. Simply go to universalcoachingsystems.com slash LCO. And I'll put that link in the show notes. We've got a fabulous episode ahead of us today. So if please grab a pen and paper because I'm sure you're going to want to take plenty of notes. I'm very happy to introduce Nicola Grace to the show. Nicola's gone from cancer to making history, saving a billion dollar industry from ruin in New Zealand. She's also an award-winning strategist and best-selling author. She helps social entrepreneurs clarify and monetize their mission so they can leave a legacy. Nicola's intuitive visionary skills have made her the secret weapon to many. And now it's your turn too. Let's check out what Nicola has to say on finding your life's purpose. Hello, Nicola, and welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, hi, everybody. Today, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited to have you on the show for lots of different levels. You've got some uh, unique gifts and talents that I haven't had on the show before. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what's going to unfold. And unfold, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll just jump straight in to the juicy questions. So sure. first of all, I thought let's kick off by exploring why you've honed in on helping people with mission and, and at the same time, maybe address why this is so critical to the success of a coaching business specifically, since we've got a majority of our listeners have coaching businesses or they're about to start one. 
Sure. And uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of the listeners can actually uh, relate to this. Uh, it was an evolutionary process, right? a process of evolution of my my search for purpose. But the, the critical moment came, uh, the very, I've had cancer twice. So the first time I had cancer, it was, uh, it was a morning where I realized that I actually had to pick the phone up and call my mum, who was in a different country from me, and say that, I've been given six months to live. And that was so devastating. You know, like the, the, I, it hadn't hit me that I had cancer, but it hit me when I had to tell my mum. And in the, in the depth of the most devastating moment that I thought I could ever possibly experience, I had this voice and this energy come out from my heart. Like it literally just popped out from my heart. And then I heard this voice that said, but... I haven't done what I came here to do yet. I don't want to die. And it was, I got that that was a communication from the little girl in me that came here to do something. And I realized in that moment that I had a mission, which is beyond purpose. It's part of your purpose, but it's bigger than your purpose. And we all have one. And then when I started working with uh, an industry body, the natural health industry, uh, to beat that legislation, and, and you know, I managed to achieve in six months what they couldn't do in seven years, everybody was saying, you're a woman on a mission, you've got mission mojo, this is your mojo, you know, this is what you're here to do. And so this word mission came back into my mind again. And at this stage, I actually had cancer for the second time, a different cancer. First time was leukemia, second time was um, melanoma. And I'm still thinking, I haven't done what I came here to do yet. And it's about time that I focused on doing that. And the biggest problem for me making the transition out of what I was doing was money. It's like, well, can you actually make money on a mission to change the world, on a mission to create good in the world. Can you actually make money doing that? And so the evolutionary process of discovering how to do that was what helped me put my uh, mission together and when I, and my business together rather. And when I had this big epiphany moment where I saw, you know, as an intuitive working with a lot of people, that they each had a mission and when you take that mission and you actually infuse it into the business that you have or you use it to create a new business more in alignment with your purpose, then there's something really magical and magnetic that happens and things begin to flow, things begin to unravel for you in a way that they don't if you're in an ordinary, you know, money-driven business. And I went, if I focus on helping people establish their businesses based on their mission to create that magnetism, they're going to create more change in the world. The more change that happens in the world, the better off the world's going to be. So I went, that is worthy of my time and effort. <laughs> and um, you asked the question, why is this important? And it, other than the fact that this is where our deepest fulfillment is from the, you know, the rewards that we receive for contributing to the greater good, the rewards we receive financially, it's also becoming really necessary because we're in a new market mentality where this idea of social capital is really important. So if you're not familiar with that, the Elderman Trust Barometer, they do surveys of global audiences and consumers every year. And for the last few years, since 2013, they've started to see a sharp rise in this idea of purpose 
a purpose to buy from this person versus a purpose to buy from that person being a critical part in the buying decision. And then in 2016, they went so far as to say that consumers now want to feel that they're actually contributing to the greater good by buying from you versus buying from somebody else. So it's gone beyond purpose into, is this exchange also helping save the environment or helping starving children in Africa or helping create a better world? So that means that we now need to add something else in exchange with our prospective clients and customers called social capital in order to make sales. Because now uh, the, the Element Trust Barometer said 50% of global audiences surveyed are using this desire to create good in the world as a reason to buy from one person versus another. Okay. So, so you help, I guess, people tap into a their deeper connection with that social capital opportunity, maybe not so much as a money-making tool, but it, it, it indirectly has, it's there anyway, and then it indirectly has that impact on their, on their business. Is, am I reading too much in between the lines or? No, that, that, that's exactly what it is. Now, the greatest social capital that you can offer someone is your mission, like the outcome of your mission. And this is where I differ with a lot of people out there teaching purpose. Um, it, you know, like I teach purpose is the being. It's like the being states that you're here to achieve in your life and the being states you're here to help others achieve. Whereas mission is that what are you going to do that's going to create a ripple effect that makes, an, uh, makes some kind of mark on the world and everybody specifically coaches because we're in charge of the transformation on the planet right now right I just got goosebumps all up my arms when I said that particularly for those of us that are in you know these service industries the greatest capital that we're offering is the ripple effect of what it is that we change in the world as a result of what we do so the majority of coaches that come to me when they're looking at stepping up to a greater purpose within their work, because they know, yes, my purpose is to be a coach, but what are the nitty gritty details of that? I find that they don't really fully understand those details, those finer distinctions about their purpose and their mission and really how they're impacting the world. Um, they just have this drive and this mission within them to help people. So when we know those details, what you're going to see is that you're actually creating some really big waves of change in the world that will affect one of the biggest problems that we have in the world that we need to solve. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> our mission, our life mission is not the same as our business mission, but our life mission is so much bigger than you think. And it's really important at this time because this is the time that we're all busy turning the world in a different direction from you know, here we are again on the brink of another nuclear war, which we don't want, right? Okay, I have, I have a couple of clarification questions. You've mentioned a couple of terms, and I just want to make sure that I understand them and also that the listeners understand them. So you've mentioned the word purpose and mission, and then mission splits into there's a business mission and a life mission. Can you just add some clarification about each of those different levels so that people can under start to understand and wrap their, their, their minds around them. Yeah, sure. I mean, love to, because this is what the, 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 the distinct, you know how they say the devil's in the de detail. Exactly. Well, the, prof the profit is in the distinction. Oh. So 
Um, so when we talk about purpose, purpose is very broad. It is a broad topic. It's going to include, like I talked about, the being states. Like, so you can have life challenges, and it's your purpose to go through those challenges, overcome them, and gain skills. That's part of your purpose. You're going to have things that happen that grow you and expand you. That's part of your purpose. You're going to have a drive to help people achieve a certain state in life, whether it's clarity or happy relationships or, you know, harmonious uh, work life, whatever that being state is. That's also part of your purpose. So you think of purpose as being something very general and it's all about being states. Mission is part of the purpose, but it's the doing part, what you do to achieve those states. However, it goes a little bit further because if you look at right angles, it's called procession. If you, here you are working with people to create these being states. Now, if you look at right angles, that 90 degree angle to see the ripple effect of what it is you're doing, it's making change in the world. And that is what the life mission is. So when you know directly what change you affect in the world and you know what your ripple effect is and then you infuse that in your marketing and in your messaging and in your business mission, then you're going to create some magnetism and you're going to create that wow factor. So, um, oh, let me just turn that off. I'm going, I hear somebody Skype and I realized I hadn't turned my phone off. So to, get, so to give you a tangible example, my life mission is to create conditions that will bring about peace on earth. So I am a peacekeeper. And there are a lot of people in the coaching industry that are peacekeepers or they'll be global healers or they might be freedom, uh, freedom warriors or eco warriors. But you know, there's a whole lot of different um, problems in the world, obviously, and that uh, we're all here to solve. But those are generally the main ones that coaches fall under when I do the work with them. So my life mission is to create the conditions that will bring about peace on earth. And I do that through my business mission, which is to help stimulate millions of uh, businesses that are doing good in the world, social businesses that are changing the environment, helping the environment, helping the planet, helping people, helping people become more prosperous across the board. So if the more prosperous people are, the more social businesses we have solving world problems, the ripple effect of all of that is that we're going to create big waves of change. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah. They fit so beautifully together. Yeah. So the business mission is something you make up. It's like, yep, this is what I'm doing. But the life mission is something you're born with. It's that little girl or that little boy inside of you that came here to do something and wants to stick around and, and do it and, 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 uh, and get it achieved. And if you don't do that, when you, when you, when you face, you know, your life defining moments, it leads to depression if you're not doing it, potentially even life illnesses, which is what happened with me. I was so far off track. Uh, and when you, when you know that life mission, now what we want to do is go, okay, great, how does this fit into my business? So now I can create a mission statement for my business that's really wow, awesome. It's got that social capital in there. And, uh, and it's also got that magnetism. Because, you know, when they say for people who aren't, doing very well in business, you usually say to them, don't you? Well, your vision's not big enough. Your goal's not big enough. You're playing too small. So this is where you play really big. You play the biggest you possibly can and, and, and 
consciously know you're affecting the biggest amount of change in the world. Yeah. And I've always found the two that once I become clear, like have that, that clear mission, um, my, for myself, it, it, it's like a, an underlying motivator or like a fire in your belly. And it's just like, you just want to wake up and, and do your good work because you're so committed. It's just so much like a part of you. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. It is the fire in the belly. And even when things don't work, cause you know, sometimes yeah, especially if you're building your business online, you'll have days where nothing things working uh -huh. but you keep going because you have to get your message out there you have yeah. to do this mission yeah. so that so, so it gets quiet in your mind you don't second guess what you're doing you just go no I got to do whatever it takes to drive this thing to succeed because it's not just about making money it's about you know it's helping our planet out helping the people on it out Oh, I've got a really, something that's just come up, a, a question for you around that. So it, with this, like such an attachment to your, to your mission and it being so much a part of, you know, what drives you and your fire and your belly, how can you separate that from ego, you know, so that when you do fail or when something doesn't go right, you don't like shred yourself apart, <laughs> you know, like it's you, but it's separate from you. Well, if that comes down to mindset. And, you know, Tony Robbins said it best, you know, success is 20% strategy, 80% psychology. So that, that comes down to having the psychology that there is no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. Yeah. So, and this is good for coaches because we're in the personal development world and this is what we would say to our clients. You know, if at first you don't succeed, have a look at what you needed to learn there, correct and keep going, but don't quit right? So take it as feedback, not failure. It's like, yeah, you just got feedback from the universe. It's something's out of alignment. So listen to the feedback, make the correction and keep going. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's one of the things I remember learning back in 2006 in my first life coaching intake weekend. I, that was a big, huge quote for me was it's, 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 it's not failure. It's only feedback. I it's love that feedback. one. It's yeah. so powerful. Okay. Robert and, Kiyosaki taught me that one. Yeah, he was my I, first mentor. Yeah. Okay. He was probably one of mine. Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a life-changing book for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think I finished all of it, but you kind of don't have to. You just need to kind of mm -hmm. understand the principles. Anyway, love him. Um, okay, so, and I didn't actually realize, I'm pretty sure out of your categories, and I'm a freedom warrior. I didn't, um, I'm just mapping myself into your framework as we're talking. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, had never really made that association before. Yeah, so you want to, you want to start using the word freedom and your marketing, because this is the other thing, is like to create that magnetism, you know, like I use peace, peace of mind. I use the word peace a lot in my marketing. It's like when you, when you clarify what your precise mission is and all the details of your purpose and you, you get so totally aligned in your business, things start to work really well and they start to flow. Um, and then, so you've got peace of mind. You know everything's working. So I use that word peace a lot. You want to use the word freedom. Yeah, that's so cool. So freedom powerful. to do what you want. Freedom from emotional, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's amazing. I can, I can, yeah, I look forward to exploring that. I can see all this potential just standing in front of me, but I got to focus on this wonderful interview. <laughs> okay, so let's get back. Let's get back to, um, to missions. And um, I guess you've kind of already touched on it. Is there anything else you want to say about um, what makes a good, a great mission uh, when you're when you've got a coaching business and also how you know when you've got it right 
Um, tears helps a lot. T-E-A-R-S. Tears. 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 Like, like, <laughs> when I, yeah, like even if you're a guy, uh -huh. like this, when the penny drops, where, you know, like, I've got soul searching and self-discovery process that I take people through so they go deep, deep, deep down into their heart, deep, deep into their soul's template to find out all of their answers. And the moment the penny drops, there is usually silence because something bigger starts to step in and you are in awe of that moment and you, you're rendered speechless. And this goes back to how do you know it's not your ego? You know, what's the, oh, yeah. what's the difference there? And then I'll have people who will email me saying, oh, my goodness, I'm getting so much out of, you know, this, this very first process that they want to stay with it because they want to milk it for as long yeah. as they can because they're getting in touch with their soul. And they'll be saying, I've been crying for the last hour, tears of joy. So it's not sadness. It's not a bad thing. But it's tears of joy for finally recognizing why you're here and, and, and that you, you're actually being communicated to all the time on why you're here. Okay, I think that's a that's a pretty solid answer. <laughs> Thank you. Not um, what you would have been expecting. Yeah, <laughs> I love. Well, I love that it actually is that clear. Like mm. when you know, you just you just know. Mm. Okay. Well, given that, um, do can missions change over time? No, they no, they can't. But but you have mission milestones, and that that's a really good question. Because people will often, you know, especially coaches, if you've been coaching for a while and all of a sudden you won't feel connected to your purpose anymore or you've lost flavor or it's just not exciting to you anymore and you'll go, maybe I was never on my purpose in the first place mm -hmm. and I'm off, off purpose. And it's like, no, you weren't. You just have a higher level to go to. You've got new work to come into. So there's a, the next mission milestone. So you'll have milestones within your mission, but the theme of the ripple effect that you're affecting does not change. And to give you an example, I've been a peacemaker all my life. I'm the one that holds the harmony in the family. I'm the one in relationships that always, you know, tries to make peace at, you know, at, at all costs. So I obviously, I'm, you know, become a very good communicator. Um, and uh, and, and I'm, I'm the person that when I was at school, and I originally from New Zealand, live in Australia, but I, I, when I was at university, rather, it was my university that started all of the massive protesting of nuclear warships in Auckland's harbour to eventually make New Zealand nuclear free. So there's that theme of peace again. Mm -hmm. And I've done lots of, uh, lots of volunteer work that is moving towards peace. And then... I spent some time in an ashram to find peace within me, right? You want peace in the world, you first got to start with yourself. So there's that theme of peace. And then now that I've gone into, uh, into mentoring and I'm seeing the ripple effect of all my clients' work, uh, you know, helping me create those conditions for peace on earth, that theme has never changed from the time I was born. And so whatever the theme is of, you know, the problem that you're here to solve in the world the, and that the, the mission, I call it the mission mojo avatar. What is the avatar of who you are in the world and how you're supposed to show up? That never changes, but the form may change. The mission milestone will progress. 
Could you give us an example of a, of a, a real mission milestone maybe that you've faced or, or one of your clients, it doesn't matter, just so we can um, grasp that? Yeah, well, well the, um, working with the natural health industry was very definitely a milestone for me. I Basically, what happened is New Zealand and Australia were uh, talking, the governments were talking about forming a corporation that was going to be funded and run by the pharmaceutical industry to regulate natural health products and themselves without government scrutiny or people scrutiny so we all know where that was going to end up mm. so um, uh, that that was passing through New Zealand and Australia's Parliament over a course of seven years and the strategy they were using wasn't working and then I just came on board through my naturopath actually because I was in my naturopath's office talking about my diagnosis of stage 4 melanoma and I got an interview uh, not an interviewer an opportunity to talk to the um, to the industry body that was fighting the legislation to say I've got a strategy. Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done? That? I hadn't done anything that they needed to do to beat back the strategy. And basically, I rolled out a strategy that um, you know that came to me as in a vision that I had, as well as my experience of working with making nuclear, uh, New Zealand nuclear free. Put that together, we rolled it out within six months. Um, we you know, we defeated that legislation and it got thrown out of Parliament. So that was a milestone. Now, the next milestone was creating a thousand businesses in the social entrepreneurship field, creating good in the world. So I've now done that. I've helped a over a thousand business owners rejiggy their business model so that it is in alignment with their high purpose and their, and their life's mission and, and get that social greatness happening in you know the ripple effect of what what it is they're doing and then there'll be another milestone who knows i mean i've got uh, a hollywood producer has asked me to write a book about what i did because he thinks it's going to be the next Aaron brockovich movie so that's probably going to be another milestone for me so can you see how the forms of what i'm doing are changing yeah. but the theme is the same yeah and when those forms change, so it, once when you reach each milestone, are you are you feeling like there's a, a, a transition phase in between one oh, and the yes. other? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what does that feel like from from your perspective? So you know, other coaches who might be in that transition moment can can yeah maybe learn from <laughs> your your experience. Um, Remain strong. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, yeah, again, not the answer you're expecting. It's scary. Like, it's scary because all of a sudden, it's black out there when you look in front of you. Because you go, well, hang on a second. If I'm not doing what I'm doing now, what am I going to do? And you don't always get shown the cliff that you're going to leap to. You just see the big cavern, right? So what do you do? Yeah, of course, for sure, stay strong. But I, I, would, I would say first, stay vigilant to observing what you're thinking and what clues are coming in around you, how the universe is showing up for you to guide you and lead you, and just be open to listen and know that it's probably going to take maybe two years, you know, maybe six months, who knows, but it's going to take time for the transition to actually occur. Okay. And yeah. let it unfold. Kind of let, it let it unfold, but don't just walk away and let it unfold. Yeah. Take time to strategically be, get quiet and listen. And, you know, working 
working with somebody is always good. And this is one of the reasons why I really love the program that I teach because I've got that soul searching um, module at the very beginning where you look at well, what is your template for your mission. And I, when I did mine, I could see into the future that eventually I would be making a movie about my story and, and I would be um, helping out um, you know, sort of shift things at the political level, but I had a ways to go to get there. So I could actually see further into the future, but I also knew what I knew, what was in front of me, what my next mission milestone was. So I could just focus on that and not get too, not get too get concerned uh, about what was down the pipeline. It must be pretty nice to have the, the insight to know <laughs> what's waiting for you out in the future. You know, it, it's good. It is good. And, and my clients feed that back to me. They say, that, again, peace. They feel a sense of peace that they've got longevity in their life, first of all, right? They, they can see the bigger picture of their life and how it's all working and how it's all fitting in. So it's not, they're not just looking at, the thing that's right in front of them that's what they're focusing on but they can actually see the other things that are coming in as well too so yes that's that's great that i think that really has clarified the the mission milestones concept so thank you Mm. um well i guess yeah when when is the right time to write a mission statement or revisit your mission very good question oh i the best time to write a mission statement is when you know what your life mission is because any other mission statement that you make up from there is going to be made up and it can work for you but less and less these days it needs that added element it needs that extra you know piece of um of uh, magnetism and connection because congruence and, and, and especially for coaches i want you to hear this Congruence is the single most important thing you need to be focusing on right now as a coach because trust in coaches, especially buying programs online and workshops and what have you, is at an all-time low. And the number of coaches that are out there doing these things is at an all-time high with more and more professionals and seasoned entrepreneurs coming into the coaching industry every week. So your competitive edge is going to be your congruency with who you really are, how you're really supposed to be showing up in the world, what you're really supposed to be doing and how you are to deliver those, you know, those services and those products and programs in a way that's very authentic to you and you can be yourself because people are craving authenticity because they've been ripped off by these big flashy programs and flashy coaches that haven't delivered. So that's good. That, you know, like there's a good thing and a bad thing, obviously, but the good news for most of us who, you know, who aren't the big flashy, you know, multi-million dollar coaches charging a hundred thousand dollars for a coaching practice uh, program, we, we've got the authenticity and that's, that's our competitive edge. Mm. So the congruency comes in your mission statement from really knowing all of those elements of your purpose and your mission, infuse that into your statement. So I would do that work first and then create the mission statement. And, and how often should you revisit it? Every single time you sense there's something else you should be doing and you're not doing, because that means there's an activation happening for your next mission milestone. 
Wait, can you say that again? That was a bit fast. I, um, I didn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was really important. <laughs> when you're feeling like there's something else you should be doing, uh-huh. that's an indication that the next mission milestone or the higher purpose to your work is beginning to get activated. Oh, man, I've reached that point so many times. Yeah, exactly. And you're not off purpose. It's mm-hmm. just there's some expansion that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, I, like, it's, it's Christmas time for me. Every Christmas is like, oh, I'm going to just stop doing my whole business and I'm going to start being a blogger. I'm going to go to... Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that too. I, and I, <laughs> I've like three posts and I'm like, man, this is boring. I miss my business. <laughs> it's so much more fulfilling. So I come back. Well, that's an indication that you need work-life balance, isn't it? You can't be all about giving out, giving out, giving out. This is what coaches do to the point that often they'll do a lot of pro bono work when they first get started. It doesn't work. You know, you've got to to have that lovely ebb and flow of giving and receiving for for you to, you know, continue. Yes. Yes. Now, and this year for me is all about self-care. Sorting out my body and my everything. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I think that we kind of talked about this in a way in the beginning, but, um, you know, for, for the coaches who are like totally eating up everything you're saying as I'm doing, if they want to get started on their mission, um, how, where, where do you start? Well, uh, the first place to start is do my free course (laughs) because it doesn't cost anything and it gives you the big picture overview of purpose and how to monetize it within your business because mission-driven businesses need a different business model. As we've discussed, they need to have social capital as part of their exchange. So if you're a coach that's been doing a lot of these coaching programs to teach you how to build clients doing tele-summits or how to build clients doing Facebook advertising or how how to get more clients doing this, that and the other thing and then you've been getting underwhelming results. That's an indication that you're actually not in alignment with your purpose in your marketing. So I talk a lot about that in the free course. So that's the first place to go. It's like, you know, and if if you don't resonate with me, go find somebody else that's got something that can get you started. Because you need to do the soul-searching, self-discovery work. You just can't skip over it. There's no way around it. There's no way out of it. And if you try to move forward, when your soul's really calling you to do that work, what happens is you start to manifest life disasters, like for me one time, other than cancer, you know, I couldn't move, so I'm lying on my back for six weeks, having to do the soul-searching work, like you get forced to do the soul-searching work, you know, your relationship crashes, or something bad happens, and, and, and all of a sudden, you're forced inward, you're forced to do the inner reflective work. So don't wait till it's forced upon you. Do it as soon as you start hearing the calling that there's something else for you to do. Okay. And we'll provide links to that in the show notes, everybody. So you can hop on and sign up for that free course. Okay. Um, If there is one thing you could get the coach listeners to do as a result of having listened to this episode today, what would that be? Oh, this is my favorite one. Sit, sit down and write everything you're thinking that you're second guessing yourself on. Oh, what a cool list. Okay, I got to do that after this. <laughs> sit down and write. <coughs> everything uh, that you're second guessing. Uh-huh. Everything that other people are telling you you should do or a repetitive thing that's coming at you, signs that you've got. Because in all of that, uh, 
their clues as to what your next step is. Okay. Well, what do you do with that list once you're done? You look at it and you start examining the patterns and the clues and you go, I mean, what's it telling me? I mean, for most people, it's actually really obvious. Okay. It's really, it's really obvious. Okay. That's wonderful. Okay. I love that. I love how when we can end on a really um, actionable, clear thing that people can just like hop away and then grab a coffee and do straight away. So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so here's, here's an example of that. I've got a lot of clients that are doing my right mission, right money program. And that that's my social entrepreneur training program that I do with coaches to get that alignment right. And I'll get emails or when we're in the live calls, they'll talk to me that saying, I don't know why everyone in the world isn't doing this. And I hear it so many times. So that's a clue for me. It's time for me to actually start expanding and reach more people. Wow. So if you're hearing something from your clients over and over again, or you're hearing signs or seeing things, it's time to listen. Start taking some action on it. Yeah. Uh, so what, what is the next step for you, for your expansion? Or is that top secret? <clears throat> no, it's not. The, the next step for me is actually to speak more. Um, so I'm going to be starting my own uh, live telecast uh, on YouTube and Facebook. Cool. Okay. And we can, well, we, if, we, if we sign up for your free course, we get all the you'll info be, about you'll that. Be, you'll be in the loop. Yeah. We'll be in the loop. Okay. Excellent. Well, Nicola, it's been awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. It's been great. Thanks, everybody. And those of you listening, I'm looking forward to uh, getting to learn more about you when you take my free course. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have, a, you'll have a, lot of, a lot of people taking you up on that, um, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and thank you, listeners. And please do us a favor by going and liking the show on iTunes. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching.